0: I find you very attractive, but I just can't do this.
1: Why not? You just said it's what we both want.
0: I could very easily sleep with you.
1: I want that. I want you to make love to me.
0: No, no, no. It won't be making love. Look, I'm, I'm really sorry, Selene, and I don't want to hurt you. Don't touch me! Don't ever touch me again. Welcome to Series 2 episode 43 of Conversation a Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So series two episode 43, the screenplay was done by Carrie Rose. It was directed by John Callan. And the episode synopsis were read out by Liz.
2: Celine pours her heart out to Bray, while Dal struggles with guilt over his feelings for Ellie. Alice comes to a realization about Lex, and Bray and Danny demand the truth from Ebony. But will they believe what she has to say?
0: Okay, so picking up where the last episode ended, Bray attempts to rebuff Celine's advances, but she refuses to stop until Bray tells her that although he's attracted to her sexually, he doesn't share Celine's romantic feelings, at which point she storms out. See yeah, panel, um, Celine's seduction attempt, what did you make of it? Gross.
1: I mean, it was, uh, it was disgusting. I, I feel like it was actually worse than what Lex did to her. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't disrobe mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and literally, you know, like, throw himself at her. Like, pull him, you know what? I mean, I guess he did, but he wasn't naked. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she straight up did not take no for an answer. Straight up. Like, she definitely poured out more than her heart to Bray.
2: The secondhand embarrassment is so strong. It, you know, it's like watching cringy TikToks or memes or something where you just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, like, I, I, it's pathetic. It's awful. Mm. It's awful what she's doing to Bray. So there's the anger element coming from it. But it's also just, how sad are you? And... I think it's right on par with what Lex did to her because um now if Celine had just pushed herself on top of Bray, he may not have seen that as much of a threat because she's not bigger than him. He's physically stronger, he could remove her if he wants to. Whereas, you know, in Celine's position with Lex on top of her, she may have felt physically threatened, unable to get him off of her, that panic. But what she does to Bray is um equally awful just on the opposite end of the spectrum his bodily autonomy away from him by pulling him on top of her um, by make, trying to forcefully make him a participation in something he doesn't want so it's almost like she's trying to pretend I'm not the one doing this see how badly he wants me he's on top of me she's trying to force mm. his hand yeah. you know what I mean and it's just like yeah it's equally awful yeah. it's just you know it works for the, the stronger person to be pushed into that position And and, and Bray reacts to it Exactly as one would having their body taken from them and forced into something they don't want to do And it was just like this is this is pathetic and disgusting like Mm. oh my gosh like I don't know if you can sink lower than this baby girl you're gonna try but wow like oh honey
3: This, This whole moment just made me wonder if Celine seriously thought that no guy in the world would refuse a naked girl you know it it's like she just assumed he would be okay with this that he would want her because he had no clothes on. that was her plan. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, exactly her plan. And it's it it's just, you know, it makes me wonder if she seriously assumed that that's what every guy would do.
1: I think yeah. she also had this fantasy in her head.
3: Mm-hmm. This story of her
1: and Bray and she was taking his reactions and actions to her and what he was saying to her and and spinning everything in her head. And that goes back to as Liz said, you know, her being having having narcissistic tendencies. Um, and you see it when she tells him, Don't you ever touch me. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. she, she was definitely <laughs> making it him at this point that was the, yeah. the at fault. It was not she, it wasn't that she, you know, threw herself at him literally like. she was now making it him he was the problem because she can't handle
3: rejection yeah because he didn't want to
2: reaction was like every 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 female has dealt with this no offense Mm. to the males out there i'm sure you've had experiences like this but this is definitely something i know every female can relate to guy comes on to you maybe slides into your dms maybe buys you a drink Needs he's all sweetness and light until you tell him something like, I really appreciate that. But, you know, I'm in a relationship or I'm not interested. And all of a sudden, they're just like, they got all the insults in the world for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's all because you said, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And that's, they attack you. They insult you. They try to push you down because, oh, I got rejected. That's exactly what Selene is doing to Bray. And again, Disgusting.
3: I have so many thoughts on the scene and yeah, there's no words to describe it because it's just, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah.
2: I'm literally sipping ginger ale to settle my stomach after this episode. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I mean, it would be funny if I'm not thinking about what poor Bray is going through here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you take away the personal tragedy, this is kind of hilarious, but then I'm remembering that a person is literally being assaulted here and right. Could not want yeah. this less. Could not make, voice that more, that they don't want this. And then Bray is left, like every victim, feeling that this is somehow their fault.
1: Yep, yep. And he, even previously, you know, like he may not have, because we've always talked about him being naive when it comes to women. And not seeing, you know, the obvious. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't seeing it with Celine until that one conversation. And he realized And then he removed himself, you know what I mean? Like, took his arm away Mm -hmm. from her and pulled back from her. And I think that's when he was like, okay. So maybe, you know.
2: And Bray was way nicer to her than she deserved him to be at that moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, what he says to her, it was so clear and straight he he's, he actually compliments his assaulter like you're very beautiful you know it's not that i'm un- i'm unattracted to you and i could easily sleep with you if i was that kind of guy yeah again all you people out there who say that this is all Bray does he's not that kind he's of not. guy
1: no. He only goes
2: for it when he's in love When he has deep feelings It would never cross his mind To cheat on the person he's with and cares about It would never cross his mind To sexually take advantage of someone Because it would be easy yeah. she, This would be so easy So easy. As he was yeah. like No, I I, I put your clothes back on. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I don't love you. That's why I could never do those things to you. That would be disrespectful to you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, Uh, Bray. I'm so sorry.
3: And to think, that poor guy. I mean, it's not the first woman who wants to throw herself at him. But yeah, even Trudy wasn't this desperate
2: even ebony wasn't this desperate no ebony no this is another him. level she locked him yeah. up but even she had enough self-respect <laughs> to be like he'll come to me on his own <laughs> well
1: yeah yeah it just gives him a little back rub sunscreen you know that's um, it
3: that's it <laughs> yeah but at least that's not as bad as this
1: no this is this is appalling actually you know like this just a lot of things i I can't i can't i can't i'm sorry i'm sorry there's so much that i could say and i Mm -hmm. I feel like i shouldn't um i just
3: feel bad for bray
1: i do feel bad for bray especially you know with what happens with ryan and um Mm -hmm. uh bray could have said so many things and he didn't you know i just i it, it's a whole crappy situation all the way around. Everybody's getting screwed over, but Celine gets to run away and play victim. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it, it is so crazy to think that she thought that she could just drop her clothes, grab <laughs> into a situation, and then they would suddenly reunite this passion from once years ago, and like, he just dropped everything for her, and then to spin it. Like he's the attacker, That that's what really annoys me. Yes, really.
1: yes, And exactly. she's
0: always done this with Bray. He's yeah. always been, it's always been him. <laughs> the reason why it didn't work out was him. The reason why she's thrown herself at him is him. The reason why she tried to kill Trudy is him. Everything's him. Never, she's never taken any of that. Yeah, it's
1: frustrating. It's really despicable. It, it is too, you know, and that, and the, it's mm-hmm. just, there's so, okay. With Celine, there's a lot of growth, but there's more setback than there mm-hmm. is growth. <laughs> oh. When she yeah. has growth, she goes forward, but then all of a sudden, we're back to season one. Mm-hmm. Celine, you know? Um, like, there's no, she doesn't, the growth doesn't continue, it doesn't stick, yeah. I guess. Um, even more so than Lex, in my opinion, right? you know? Yeah. Uh, I More could have been done with Celine, in my opinion. Yeah.
3: Um, She's always. One step forward, two step backwards.
1: This whole situation could have been handled
2: differently as well,
1: you know, but they, they took it the route they took it and there's no going back.
2: Now, Celine's never had any solid foundation. Um, I compared her once to those, uh, those floaty bobble things you see in like a car lot and they need <laughs> air to keep them upright. And uh, that's mm-hmm. Celine. Only time you ever see Celine standing on her own two feet is because her foundation is strong. She has someone taking care of her. She feels safe and content in her world. And the minute she doesn't have someone else filling her up, she completely deflates. And I think that's why we have this consistent one step forward, two steps back. Because none of it is really yeah. Celine building herself up. It's Celine being held up. And without her crutches, she can't stand up at all. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't think Celine ever really finds out who she is. Yeah. You know, there's always, there's
1: always someone there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She doesn't ever really have that until the writers just decided one day she had it. And then they immediately took it away from her when they didn't need her to be that anymore. So yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: Exactly. Yes. You know, because in season four, okay. I could, or I could have seen it. I could have seen it later on. You know, I could have seen her really pulling herself, you know, into or becoming the, she is, you know, becoming someone, you know, A woman a a strong woman right and she could be proud of um and then they had to throw
3: especially with no competition
1: right you know but then they had to throw you know something into the mix of course and or someone if you will and she fell apart again Mm -hmm. Mm. i mean it makes complete sense for what she does in season three you know or season you know later on in the season and whatever season yeah, you know, like, where well, where she goes with the Chosen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It makes complete sense how she ends up in the situation that she ends up
3: If I ever had a tiniest bit of respect for Celine, it's gone. Yeah, no. The, the, it was the, the, gone mm, in this yeah. moment. Yeah, that's, no, that's the, what
1: sucks, too, you know, there's no getting it back, because you, you think about this, and you're like, well, if she can do that. Mm-hmm. And not really have any, you know, the remorse that she does have, I don't feel is even for what she did it's how she feels being rejected you know
2: and she could have avoided all of this if what she really wanted was to confess her love to bray which again i already said go for it you know yeah. screw danny who cares whatever um just you know tell him how you feel do, do your thing if she really if she actually just wanted to know what he thought why didn't she just wait for his reaction to give him a chance to say how he felt you know and she would have spared herself all of this rejection and embarrassment if she had just gone in there and said, you know, I love you. You have my heart. This is why I'm not marrying Ryan. And then actually waited to see, see what he said. And he would have told her, wow, that's really sweet, but I don't feel that way about you. I'm in love with Danny. He's crazy behind, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that would have been it. And she would have at least been able to leave that room with some freaking dignity. Yeah. And he would have respected her still. Yeah, she didn't care what he actually had to say. She cared Mm -hmm. about living out this fantasy, you know? That's exactly it, yep. The narcissism's Mm -hmm. dream, what she wanted it to Mm be, and when it wasn't that, what did she do? She completely collapsed. It's Mm -hmm. your fault. It's your fault. Yep. You're not giving me what I dream of, and now I'm going to go and feel terribly sorry for myself and try to garner sympathy, and uh, I'm like, you didn't have to do any of this. None of this was necessary. You took it to the extreme,
3: I, I do think, as horrible as I find this scene, and what she did, I do think it was a good thing they put it in the show. Just simply to show girls her age that that isn't how things work. You know, just because you want to throw yourself at some guy because you think that's how you're going to get him, it doesn't work that way.
1: Yeah. And they've showed it on the other spec- you know, the other side of the spectrum as yeah. well. The, so it's nice to see it as opposite, you know, point of view.
3: Not nice, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, good educational, I guess. You know, cuz at least it might make some girls that watch this scene just think, "Oh, maybe that's not the way to get the guy I want."
1: Yeah.
0: How do you even be friends with someone who does this? Like <clears throat>
1: Yeah, and that's and that's the problem cuz how do you justify this in your head after afterwards, you know what I mean? Like the people that do know, right? <clears throat> how do you just go about your everyday lives as a family, you know, knowing, I mean, I I guess they did it with Lex, but Lex got kicked out. Yeah. Lex was kicked out for a while. You know, Ryan threw him on his ass. Like Celine, she runs away. Mm -hmm. What are the consequences? Because I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember.
2: There aren't any. I didn't think so. And
1: I didn't think that's how
2: they deal with all kinds of problematic people. You know? I mean, yeah, Lex was kicked out for three days and then they're, perfectly comfortable living with this uh, you know sexual offender right
1: right. you know
2: so i mean why should it be any different with celine you know what i mean that's fair Uh, i'm not
1: saying it is fair but that's fair
2: Mm -hmm. i think the most frustrating thing about celine as a character and someone you might have in your life is that when she's at her best she's quite amazing a person and you can understand why anyone would want her in your life you know because at her best she's wonderful she's a queen but at her worst, the she does the unimaginable. Yes. And you have to have someone like that in your life for a really long time before you start to realize how toxic they are um, mm-hmm. and how dangerous they can be, you know. Uh, so... I just, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I swear this episode just should be called Gaslighting. You know, the for episode. For real. Because <laughs> the there's a lot of it going on. And, a lot. Oh, oh gosh. Oh my gosh. This one, this one was a little, ex- a, a little exhausting for me. <laughs> and this is where we started. I was like, oh boy. Oh boy.
1: I'm on to you, Ebony. And what exactly is it I'm supposed to have done this time? You want me to spell it out? Okay. Black vans, kidnapping, scaremongering. And when we're all too terrified to go out there, guess who comes along and saves the day? Wow, terrific plan. I wish I had thought of it. So the meeting with the tribe leaders wasn't your idea either. Who told you? Jack? That's irrelevant. What matters is what you're up to. What matters is that Bray and I were once lovers. It haunts you, so you haunt me.
0: So Danny confronts Ebony at the hotel, accusing her of being behind the kidnappings in the city and letting slip that she knows about the meetings that Ebony had with the tribe leaders. Ebony counters by saying that Danny is only blinded by her jealousy of her and Bray's past. See, so yeah, I got a couple of questions about this panel. What do you make of Danny like, simply storming in to confront Ebony about all this that's happening? Um, why do you think Danny didn't properly cover her sources and allowed the fool to go on to Jack? And he's supposed to be their secret spy. And would you would you make of that last bit of Ebony's accusation that the reason Danny is really so pissed is because she still has a part of Bray? Uh,
1: uh. (laughs) Oh my god! Like, listen, I thought that Danny was supposed to be this smart young woman. Okay, she wrote a bill of rights for crying out loud, but she didn't think about the fact that the only one that could have possibly told her anything was Jack, and by doing this, she was putting his life in danger. And
2: blowing his cover.
1: Yes! Like, she is so gosh darn stupid. Like, I... No, she just doesn't care. It's either she doesn't care, or she was genuinely so worked up and emotional that she couldn't think about it, okay? I don't know. Either she's on her period and it's like, oh my god, my hormones are going crazy, I have to handle this now. Right? I've been there, I've done that, okay? But... Really, I'm. I mean, really, uh, and to go alone, like to go by herself, and she didn't even take her crossbow. This, I something, I Danny. I thought you were better than that.
2: When I was defending her last episode, oh gosh. For- Rightfully I was like it's totally fair For her to suspect Ebony Totally fair Yeah, It makes a lot of sense She's your number one culprit That's why the Chosen are doing what they're doing They know that Ebony is the perfect fall guy for this And I was like it's fair But I was like okay She wants to go on the attack And Bray is like we need more evidence That's not a good idea She won't even talk to him about making a plan About how to handle it So when she storms in there I was like this was your plan This is how you were going to confront her but just screaming at her and giving away that you guys are clearly spying on her. Talent um, talent. How are you going to send Jack back now? Because Ebony now knows that he's gathering information for you, and um, and then they clearly didn't think about that because they just immediately sent him back to be killed. <laughs> like, um. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I honestly, when you if you have to ask me, why do I think that this is the way Danny decided to handle this? I think Ebony's right. I do think Ebony Mm -hmm. is just just being jealous. That's yes. how she's behaving. She is behaving like a little girl who needs to see her competition and scream at her and be like, I know I'm on to you. You're after my man. You know, Yes. that's how she's behaving. She is not behaving like someone who's like, this person's a danger to the city. We need to watch ourselves with them. We need to gather as much information and uh, evidence on them as possible because they could bring down our downfall and ruin everything we've been building. No, she is behaving like a jealous, irrational person. I'm yeah. just like, there's no reason for yeah. you to have stormed in there the way you did. No.
3: None. <laughs> zero, zero so, reasons. Honestly, all Danny wants to do is discredit Ebony so Grey won't think he's interesting anymore. That's exactly it. <laughs> it's just...
1: She needs Ebony completely out of the picture. Ebony is 100% right.
3: <laughs> and, she, and she dares to call Ebony the scheming cow.
2: Oh, Danny. <sighs> I just... I don't. I. I and I really don't understand how. Again, you just gave away that Jack is spying for you. You know, and obviously telling you things that he's seeing at the hotel, and then in the same episode you sent him mm. back. How do you think this is going to work? Mm. Ebony now knows that Jack is reporting back to you about <laughs> yeah, these meetings. What are you? T- what are you? What? What? what, what? <laughs> What oh, <laughs> it, it, It's what? completely
3: stupid well, her brain
1: her you know the, her the rational part of her brain is currently in hibernation <laughs> um,
3: currently in <inside> hibernation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy
2: uh there 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 is um more than fluid exchange
3: <laughs> <laughs> i mean and, and luckily, you know, it's kind of obvious that ebony is a person who's smart enough. To have known from day one that Jack would be reporting back, she's not that naive.
1: No, she's she's not. It's just I. I, I uh.
2: It's another cring- it's another cringy scene. I, another one where I get secondhand <laughs> embarrassment, and I'm just like <laughs> as is. Danny, Danny. Yeah, and exactly. Why do you make this so hard? I tried right. It's so fair to you. I tried why you were doing so good. So good. Why? Why? Why do you exist, Danny? Why?
3: <laughs> to give us someone other than Celine oh. to hate. And oh. dude. Oh oh it's so
1: bad it is so bad and i like i when the the scene started i go oh we're back to
2: this danny again (laughs) like oh here here she is she didn't go too far crazy as for what ebony says i i really do believe that danny's problem with ebony is that she is another female who is capable of captivating Bray's attention. Yes. You know what I mean? Whether or not she believes that Bray still has feelings for Ebony, I don't know what rattles on in that girl's head, but Mm -hmm. she definitely hates and resents the fact that Ebony was really good Mm -hmm. at keeping Bray's attention. She was really good at keeping Bray under heel, controlling him, which we all know that's what Danny wants to do, and she wants to be the only one who can control Bray. She wants Bray to defer to her, you know, and it's like it bothers her that there's another woman out there who's capable of doing that, you know, and this conflict is so sad and pathetic when I think about what this conflict originally was between Amber and Ebony, which was opposing values and viewpoints, Yeah, and it was just really nice to see these two women going head-to-head in tribe world about how we should live and run things and... That was the op- opposition, and now it's just y- you make my boyfriend's nether regions like I really. <laughs> this is what the conflict has turned into. Like they both you deserve know, better than this.
3: <laughs> you you just mentioned Amber, and what I was thinking was, hey, she suddenly reminds me a bit of how Amber responded the moment Ebony took Bray.
2: Very different, <laughs> <laughs> but still. Ebony had physically removed him from his home, and she had no idea what she was going to be doing to him. You know, Danny, very <laughs> safe at home.
3: <laughs> yeah, but she's acting similar. I mean, and at least Amber would have had good reason to be mad. But...
0: I mean, I Ebony, mean, he, he should be worried about Celine.
2: Clearly.
0: No? I have to admit, the poetic <laughs> justice of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, she looking at the wrong <laughs> Threat
1: yes. yes.
2: If she wasn't off throwing her tangents, Celine would have never found her window. <laughs> nope. Gosh.
3: And then we have the other girl that used to like Bray facilitating and pushing all the right buttons to. Orchestrate this. Ah,
1: scary, evil Trudy.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> or Bray.
2: Gosh. This is a stupid scene. I don't like it. And I don't <laughs> like it. I really just don't like how it diminishes who are supposed to be two powerful, intelligent women. And the conflict is about a boy. And um, yeah, I, I wish Ebony had dressed Danny down even more. Like Danny tries to leave the room with some confidence. And all I'm thinking is, this is what you came to say? I know you're up <laughs> <pretending. laughs> Like, okay, way to give it away, Danny. Great plan. You were screaming at Bray because he was like, we shouldn't do that. And you did it and got nothing done except you gave up the only evidence you had against mm-hmm. that you have a spy amongst her. Way to go, Danny. And then she's like going to walk out like, I have him. And I love what Ebony says. like. No, your problem is, you know, you will never have all of him. And that I'll always have a special piece of his heart. And the thing no. is, Ebony's not wrong. Because Brian never know. forgets that Ebony existed. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> nice. <laughs> took you a
3: second. Yeah, that's true. Nice.
2: <laughs> <Liz>. <laughs> That's so bad. Greg wouldn't forget Ebony if he tried. (laughs) (laughs) No. But as soon as Danny's not in his his field of vision, he's like, Danny, (laughs) who? Oh.
1: Dude, man, that's so bad.
0: (laughs) All right, let's um, continue that scene, because when Ebony follows Danny back to the mall, An already frazzled Bray is frustrated by both of them and demands that Ebony tell them the truth about her secret meetings with the tribe leaders. As Ebony explains her continued suspicions of the Chosen, Trudy uses this moment to reveal Ebony's betrayal of her to the Guardian. Although initially confused about who to believe, Bray and Danny wonder if Ebony is secretly still working with them. (sighs) Yeah, panel, like, what do you make of Trudy using this moment to tell the truth about what Ebony did?
3: She was always waiting for the right moment to... Use this in her favor This wasn't the right moment
2: This was a really (laughs) lame time to use this information It would have been way more effective At an earlier time I get it, it's just a distraction technique So that they won't Mm. actually listen to Ebony's concerns I get that But you're waiting for the moment that Trudy Would use this information Effectively to burn Ebony And so when she does it here It's incredibly underwhelming Bray and Danny already don't trust Ebony they're already not inclined to listen to her. And it didn't do anything. Like, there's no huge catalyst to her telling mm-hmm. them this. Also, why should they be confused? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the way you guys already feel about Ebony, you should just be nodding your head going, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, that's why she was here and you
1: weren't. I get it. Yeah, okay.
2: I, I thought so. I suspect that there should not be <laughs> any confusion no. or doubt. That that's what happened. I already told you, Bray. They disappeared together. Ebony yeah. killed Trudy. You know that's what happened. So it's just yeah. underwhelming. And
3: Ebony knew where she was. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, like, they, they to like
2: this, It's not a good reveal.
3: <laughs> I mean, Ebony even told Bray she knew where mm-hmm. Trudy was. You know, she tried to blackmail him with that info to get the antidote formula. formula and yeah, he should not have been surprised. No.
2: Hmm. And it's a it's a bad payoff because those first few days she was back and teasing Ebony with that information were really good. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is just a flat, you know, oh, okay. Instead of like Chekhov's gun, it was just a fizzled firecracker and you're just like, Oh, that's how you used it. I this could have been better you utilized to really burn Ebony and this Again, I get it. It's a distraction. She just doesn't want them listening to whatever Ebony might have to say that could make sense. But it's like underwhelming. Underwhelming all the way around. Mm -hmm. Their reactions, her delivery. It doesn't move the plot forward. It doesn't help the story progress. Everything would have probably progressed exactly the same if she had said something different. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, but I think her saying this right now is just... For her, I mean, one of her goals was to make sure they see Ebony as the villain... They look at Ebony's direction for something bad's going on. So detentions of the Chosen. You know, it's it was at least something she she still had on Ebony to use in that split second.
2: But just her being there is a reminder that she knew where Trudy was. And I, I just feel like the information could going be used better. And I feel like what Trudy could have said in that moment without giving up this vital information, it still could have worked. This, this needed to be rewritten. That's all I have to mm. say. It needs mm. to be rewritten It's not an effective scene And uh, as storytelling goes it It's a lame duck I'm still just looking Danny and Bray's expressions Like what? Couldn't have been her <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Bray You are so stupid I wish you'd run away And been stupid together
1: Bray this is not the first time Not the oh. first time You've heard this
0: information so. The fact that they have to Have a conversation about it Oh do you really think it's the- Oh <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. Yes, we really think, yes, that she did this. Right. Come on. But do we really think Uh she's involved with this? That's the oh question. my gosh, Danny!
0: You yes. just went
2: off to <laughs> accuse her, and now you're gonna play the. But are we sure, Danny? I hate you and your gaslighting craziness. Stop doing this to me. I don't deserve it. I didn't ask for you to be here, and you just to me <laughs> on the daily. Why do you do mm-hmm. this to me, Danny? I did not ask for you. Okay, you have no right. You spent last episode. Throwing your dolly out of the pram because Bray would not immediately agree with you that you need to storm the Capitol. <laughs> and I do at him. Like, he's the crazy guy jumping to conclusions. I hate you! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. i oh, don't be. <laughs> it wasn't nice, but I just, I can't, I can't. You don't gotta
1: be nice. It's okay. Do you hear her? But what if we're not... Like, Danny. <laughs> Danny. And I feel like that's, a, maybe that's why it's not as effective as it could have been. Like, if they would have immediately been like, all right, well, let's do something about it. You know what I mean? Instead of, well, maybe she could have done that. It's
2: possible. This she has the nerve to get Bray to apologize to her. <laughs> 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 He's apologizing to her craziness. And um, the way she treats every conflict in their relationship. And look at the look on her face. She got exactly what she wanted. That's why she started this fight <laughs> in the first place. Writers, why do you hurt me like this?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: the Chosen cannot come soon enough. Let's just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> so I, I ended this episode
2: going, Jaffa, hurry up. Wait. <laughs>
1: <Please>. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need some entertainment that isn't this.
2: This, this, it isn't this. this that isn't you. this.
1: Thank mm-hmm.
0: you. Oh, we got a lot, of, a lot more love stuff to go through. Um.
1: No, it's oh. so bad. Why is it? This is all it is. It's just love triangles everywhere, except Brazen like this love <laughs> hexagon. I don't know.
2: It's like, and the boy uh,
3: doesn't
2: even want it. He, nah, he doesn't want to be a part of it. I'm, t- I'm tapping out of this next one. I'm out of here. I'm not staying <laughs> for this next one. You guys enjoy. I don't want to deal with the pewter triangle, no! You know what makes it worse? I think of my parents. You must always do the honourable
1: thing, Dal. Well, that's exactly it, chicken. You haven't done anything, and it has to stay that way. Anything else would be betrayal. And you must never betray friends. Not even for love? Not even for love.
0: After Ellie explains to Dow that she lied about the gift he gave her to Jack because she didn't want him to get jealous, Dow confides in Alice about his feelings for Ellie and his guilt whenever he's around Jack. Alice assures him that he hasn't done anything wrong but that he can't tell Ellie how he feels as this would be a betrayal. And yeah, this is a very sneaky scene to put in, panel. What did you make of Alice and Dow's talk and obviously how it reflects on Alice's own relationship with Alex? It's the, only,
2: it's the only point. It's the only yeah. reason it's mm-hmm. here. It's to let us know how Alice is going to take the news mm-hmm. about yep. Lex and Tyson. Mm-hmm. That's its only purpose. You know, Yeah, it's o- foreshadowing. That's all it is. We need to mm-hmm. know that Alice will not tolerate hearing this information. That's it. <laughs> that's all it does. Mm-hmm. Though I will say to Ellie, sweetheart, if you ever have to lie to your partner about small things like gifts that a friend gave you because they'll go into a jealous rage, <laughs> You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to do that with someone that you love. You know what I mean? Um, it's not like Dell gave you a pearl necklace. <clears throat> so, like, it's a box that he made and he's supposed to be your friend. You shouldn't have to hide that because Jack can't handle it.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
2: a red flag. Just letting you know. Ellie just going with it. Yeah,
3: it's a gift from a friend. But come on, Ellie, you know better than that.
2: She didn't even say it was a friend. She said <laughs> she found it. Oh. yeah. Found uh, it. So yeah, Um yeah. I I don't care about the three of them. I'm done with it. Yeah. I was just like, okay, now we know how Alice is going to take this news. Thank it's going to so be, be bad. It's going to be bad.
1: It's going to be bad. It was one of those oh f- moments.
2: <laughs> I do like seeing that Dell starting to get impatient about this. Like, <laughs> what he wants? Yeah, What's he, yeah. What's he doing here? Well, he is her boyfriend, Ellie. (laughs) Why do you think he's in here? That made me laugh a little bit. Yeah. What's he doing here? Uh, He didn't want to be bothered. If he took a nap in his room, Bray and Danny would come in a costume. (laughs) Here, Jack, we're going to put your life in danger again. And you don't get more rations for it because we're the worst leaders ever. No rations. I did. I okay. Okay. I'll say this. I did like what Ellie says to Jack when he says they they're sending me back. You know, and I really do like how Ellie reassures him that while she thinks what he's doing is very heroic, she would love him regardless if he said no. I'm not going to do this. Like, I, I thought that was really important for her that support to let him know that my affection for you does not ride on you being some sort of hero or martyr. Like, it is okay to say no. I won't do this. I will not put myself in danger. Um, And I won't think any less of you Mm -hmm. and I thought that was important And I also even liked Jack saying that I wouldn't be able to live with myself if something happened And I was the only person who could have stopped it. So I'll give them that I thought that was a really lovely moment uh, between them
3: Mm -hmm.
2: It's a heroism from Jack that you know You don't get to often see Jack doesn't think of himself as a hero and he's not even doing this to be a hero And uh, he's actually thinking of other people, the people who could be in danger. So kudos to you, Jack, because you're usually incredibly selfish. But um, yeah, so I'm going to give you that point. And I thought, again, Ellie, that was a beautiful thing to say to somebody that I think it's great. You're doing the brave thing, but I don't need you to be brave. I want you to be safe. That's what I want, you know, and um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it was something he needed to hear so that, you know, I thought that was good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He told me he's in love. Lex. In love. With someone else.
0: Alice. I can't tell you how hard it is for me to even say it. I can't believe I was stupid enough to think he'd be in love with me. After Lex admits to Tyson that he's in love with her, he has a confused heart-to-heart with Alice about feelings. During which she unfortunately realises that it's not her that he's talking about. Uh Yeah, panel, what did you make of that scene? I felt bad for both
2: of them. Yep. More hand embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like Lex was trying. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and I just I felt really bad for for Alice when she when she finally realized. Okay. You know, mm-hmm.
2: Alice, how could you not have seen it, honey? Yeah. It was so obvious. Mm. It didn't return your affections, and but it still sucks, you know, because you you wanted to believe it, and you're. I think Sabine has made some really good points About Alice not having a lot of experience With guys being this way with her And how she could misinterpret that You know and yeah. And how heartbroken she is Because she, ha- she does realize he's in love And it's not with her Like yeah. that's, a, that's a double Whammy of not only mm-hmm. Does he not return my affections But he clearly has them for someone else And that's what I've been reading From him oh my gosh That you feel foolish and oh my gosh that's that, that's a double burn even if it's like it was obvious alice that it wasn't you um i feel for her i do and lex is trying to be so gentle so gentle about it and it, it doesn't matter she was gonna take it bad not his fault but she was gonna take it bad and this oh gosh i think they were smart to soften this blow by having lex and tyson have their moment before where um he tells her i've fallen in love with you like he's realizing it in the moment and uh i think it helps soften this just a little bit Mm -hmm. because it reminds us that lex isn't doing this just because like oh he's a jerk or anything like that he's genuinely fallen in love with someone else and not wanting to hurt this person i do think it helps it a little bit but ouch 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 ouch
3: Uh,
2: there he is
3: just you know he doesn't want to hurt her and at for one moment, he thinks he understands. I know. <laughs> and I just, I feel bad for Lex at that moment. I feel horrible for Alice, but I feel bad for Lex as well because he's like, we'll, we'll still be mates, right?
1: Mm. Yeah, and I think that's, yeah, that that sucks the most is that he genuinely cares for Alice's friendship. It's a sad moment all around.
3: And, uh, and then him just, you know, not, not wanting to tell her who well, of course not. it is because he doesn't. Want her to make it worse for herself and
0: yeah <sighs> yeah that was that was gonna be my last question on it. like do you do you think he should have just rip the band off and just told who it was there rather than wait and make it kind of worse in a way
2: i don't think he wanted to throw tyson under the bus no He's, I, i'm yeah. gonna give lex credit in here um, yeah and he yes. really wants to take ownership of his part in this you know i'm the one who allowed her to think i had feelings for her. I could have stopped it, as he says. I could have p- put a kibosh on this a long time ago and I just didn't because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And so he's not trying to share the blame, which is very uncharacteristic of Lex, you know? No. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he wants to point it at me. If you're going to be mad, be mad at me. I don't want you to be mad at anybody else. This was on me. This was my responsibility to tell you. And um, so I, I thought that was a very mature decision for him to make. Mm-hmm. Like, he will let Tyson talk to her friend and deal with Alice individually if that's what Tyson chooses to do. But in this moment, he's making sure it's about he and Alice. He's not trying to fob off responsibility to anybody else. I'm the one who fell in love with someone else. I'm the one who's not in love with you. Yeah. If you need to be upset with someone, be upset with me. And uh, yeah. I was like, that was actually a pretty mature take for Lex.
3: And I do genuinely think that he thinks that by not telling her who it is, he's not making he's protecting her, you know, because he knows she'll be even more devastated when she finds out it's Tyson. I fell in love with your best friend. <laughs> yeah, he he's trying yeah, to. He's also her
1: protecting for... Tyson too.
3: Yeah, yeah, but he he's protecting both. He's trying, mm-hmm. still trying to protect both of them a bit, in my opinion, because you know, with the way he says it, don't make it worse for yourself.
2: Mm. Yeah. An earlier version of Lex would have easily given um, her chew toy to get mad at that instead. Yeah. An earlier version of Lex would have easily said it was her, you know, this <laughs> It girl. was Trudy. She seduced me, it, you know, she bewitched me or whatever because he knew, he knows mm-hmm. that's where her ire will be faced and I'll get off the hook. He's had that experience with Zandra how many times? Mm-hmm. So he could have easily fallen back on that old uh, chestnut that worked for him in the past, but he chose not to do that this time. No, because he still has respect for Alice. And he's actually in love this time. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I don't want to bring fire on the woman I've fallen in love with. I don't, no, no, no. Focus on me. Be mad at me. And it's not the only time he's going to do this. No. You know, and I'm just like, wow, look at you growing <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel horrible for Alice. But I, I think Lex
3: did the right thing here. Or at least he tried to. I think he did what he could. Yes, he did what he could.
2: I also related so much to Alice's response. Um, Like she stays strong in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then it's only when she's alone that she lets herself cry. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so relatable. Like she holds it together and she shows more anger until she's by herself. Mm -hmm. And then the sorrow comes out. And it's only when she's with her sister that she's allowed to let that vulnerability really she let anyone see how devastated and heartbroken she actually is you know and how oh, what she says i feel i how could i be so stupid to think it was me oh no. honey mm-hmm. no you're not yes. stupid oh baby oh yeah that was sad so sad yeah. to hear her say and again something many of us can relate to especially yeah. when, if we were never the person who got the slow-mo walk <laughs> in high school you know what i mean when, Like, we can feel that way. Like, I feel so dumb for thinking they'd ever fall for me. I'm not that person. I'm not the one people fall Mm -hmm. for. I don't walk into a room and turn heads. And we internalize that, you know. And just hear her say it out loud. Like, Alice, you're amazing. (laughs) Why couldn't you guys have given this woman a man? (laughs) A real man. (laughs) A real man. Yep. (laughs) Like, oh, oh, man. Oh, I'm so sorry, baby girl. I'm so sorry, Alice. I really am. I do think it's slightly disturbing, though. (laughs) Just slightly disturbing that her new crusade is to find the woman. I'm a little little concerning.
3: I feel sorry. In all fairness, for Alice at her age, I probably would have done the same thing.
2: That doesn't make it any less disturbing (laughs) to me.
3: (laughs) I I know, but... Uh, she thought he was into her, and the only way she can cope with that is by blaming it on the witch who stole him.
2: She doesn't even do that, though. I'll give her credit.
3: No, she but, doesn't actually you know, pull
2: the, it's the other girl's fault. I sh- it's like she just needs to see for herself.
3: I've, I've been there.
1: I've been there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I just I just had to see. I had to see the
3: other girl.
2: Because she never actually accuses uh, Tyson of stealing legs, or no, she no, doesn't no. call it's, her anything like it's that. It's
3: mentally. More mentally, the you know, you have to see what you've lost to.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's more it. She just needs to see what it is he preferred to her. Because she doesn't pull that like many girls do. No. And I, I appreciated that from Alice. But, you know, it, it's
3: easier to hate the girl that won than to hate the guy you're in love with at that point. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I know. I know. I'm saying that she doesn't act on it the way other characters have. And I, I'm giving her props for that.
3: Yeah. I would have been terrified to have been the woman that <laughs> Alice was. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: I'm terrible. I would have flaunted it.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. I look some Alice. No, never.
2: Oh, my. you,
1: you would not have. No. Not if she yeah. was your friend, you would
2: not have. No, if she was my friend. Obviously not. <laughs>
1: obviously
3: not. But if she was like Ebony, then totally. <laughs> yeah, but then it's okay, right? <laughs> if it would have been Danny,
1: yeah,
2: we would have put you on a stage. But I mean, if I was the type to like <laughs> hook up with somebody that I knew that my friend was into, then obviously I'd be the type to flaunt it in her face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Might as well own it, like y'all. Hey, you seem upset today. What's wrong?
3: Alice is a stronger person than I am because I would have totally smacked her face then
2: No, that is not the <laughs> right reaction.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would have done. But uh, I would have at least thought about it at the very least.
2: It's okay to think about it, absolutely. But don't pull a <laughs> Ryan. It's just sad. <laughs> Oof. Dude, I would think about cutting the brakes on her car. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be thinking a lot of things. I'd be mm. looking in the mirror and pretending I was being questioned by the cops. Like, that's how angry I'd be. But I wouldn't mm. act on it. I would
3: be a good girl. I, I mean, back then, it was more the level of, you know, defacing a yearbook picture. That's, yeah. I definitely scribbled out some faces in some
2: yearbooks.
1: <laughs> it's it's fair.
2: These are healthy expressions. Yes. <laughs>
3: And at least back then we didn't have social media to take our revenge on. Yes.
0: Ooh, yeah. Yes.
1: I showed you what you wanted to see. You don't know how weak I really am.
0: What are you talking about?
1: The real Selene, the one who throws herself at guys because she's so pathetic. Selene. The one who lies and pretends and cheats.
0: Stop it, Selene. This isn't you.
1: But it is me, Ryan. That's what I'm trying to tell you.
2: Is it? Okay, is it just me? Now you guys know I try to be fair, even when oh. I fucking hate somebody. But is it just me, or does it feel like Celine confessing all these horrible things about herself to Ryan is more kind of garner sympathy than actually acknowledging oh, yeah. that she's done these horrible mm-hmm. things?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I thought I've kind of felt bad that I thought that that's all, all it bad. was. Like I, I don't feel like she has any genuine remorse for anybody that she hurt around her. She is only doing these things to make herself the victim and to
3: make herself feel better because she's the victim.
1: Yeah, because
3: if she spins it this way in her mind by going to Ryan with, oh no, you're so much better off without me and blah, 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 blah. It makes it okay in her head that she left.
2: It seemed like a a little strange. It didn't feel like a genuine confession of like, I'm sorry, I've hurt you. I realize I've done some messed up things and I shouldn't be here. I hurt people. Anything like that. It didn't feel like that at all. It felt like. She's never genuine. I want you to feel bad that I'm leaving. I want to play on the fact Mm -hmm. that, you know, I have a self-esteem issue and that I feel terrible about myself sometimes. And I I want you to worry about me when I leave. Yes. Yes. you know, um, that's it. Really, did feel like that, and I was like, nothing here feels sincere. I don't actually feel like you're acknowledging your responsibility and the terrible things you've done. And yeah, it's just now Ryan's going to worry about you. Ryan might beg you to stay. You know what I mean? And it just it never sat well with me. Yeah, it felt there like something no straight ownership. out of an, yeah, like and it felt like it came straight out of the narcissist playbook.
1: Yes, yes, you? exactly. She wants him to run after <laughs> her. Yeah, basically. She wants him to come after her.
2: Or someone to say you're not all those bad things. Yes. You're wonderful yep. or something.
1: Yeah.
3: She so needs someone to give her an ego boost. That yes, yes. She's compliment fishing. She's she's trying. I'm I'm leaving. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Don't come after me. What yeah. It's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's just telling him, Oh, please run after me. Yes, exactly. I have I didn't get what I want, and I, you know, I wrecked things with you, and now I don't have a safety net or a guy to, to, you know, to do my bidding.
2: Yeah. You know what's interesting, though? I guarantee that in Celine's head, she feels like she's making a confession and apologizing. Even though she never actually apologized. I bet in her head, that's what it sounds like to her. Yeah. That I'm going to tell him these things, because he deserves to hear them before I leave, you know, and... Even though that's not what she's actually saying, that's not what we hear, and we're all just like, "Why did you lay this all on Ryan?" Yeah. you know what I mean. Before you just left, just go. I mean, again, I don't think it's wrong that you don't love Ryan. I don't think it's wrong you didn't want to marry him. You mm-hmm. shouldn't assaulted Br- Bray. That was wrong. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, really wrong. Dude. The only right, the only right thing you did was end it with Ryan before you <laughs> forced yourself on Bray. But yep. you know, if you need to leave clear your head go ahead you don't need to lay all this on Ryan
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I can't help it it just feels like she's just telling this to Ryan because she doesn't want to have burned all of her options it's like
2: a pity party you know she just feels sorry for herself
3: it's a woe is me
1: situation yeah. that's absolutely yep. what it is
3: and you know she knows that if she looks even more insecure and like she feels bad about everything that Ryan is bound to come after her at some point.
2: I don't know if she wants Ryan to come after her, but it just feels like, I want you to be thinking about me. She wants and, to feel wanted. You know, I want you to feel bad that I'm leaving. I want you to worry about me or even take the chance to reassure me before I go.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I feel I feel like a terrible person right now. And um, But I'm not going to actually take ownership for any of the bad things I've done. I'm just going to, in this moment feel sorry for myself. Yeah. Because she conveniently forgets that she does these terrible things when it's convenient for her. Because she'll forget immediately after she leaves. (laughs) Yep. And immediately start re-spinning all of this. (laughs) Man, she is the queen of re-spinning her life into whatever narrative she wants it to be. I'll give her that.
1: She's the room of requirement.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think of what she should have done. You know, like if she actually was sorry and felt like she needed to give Ryan some words she could have wrote a letter um you know just any i just this wasn't it this wasn't no it. but again she's emotionally distraught so
1: right right she is she <laughs> just got rejected after trying to sexually assault someone she's not in her right state of mind
2: man her ego took ooh, it took a kicking you can tell she's falling apart
1: i mean well you know as as gentle as bray was it was still his words were harsh you know the it won't be making love <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ooh, man, dude. <laughs>
3: ah.
1: Like that right there, I would have been like, okay, I got, I, yep, and I would have, that, that, gotta go. That's it. All right.
2: Uh, oh. He basically told her it would just be a booty call, yes? and I don't, I don't even want a booty call with you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Ah. <laughs> it's like, here are my DMs. He's like, no, thanks.
1: Nothing <laughs> left her unread.
2: Uh, nah, I just, I didn't feel much here. I was just like, why are you laying this on Ryan? He's has you know what I mean? Because that's you what know.
1: she does. She puts all of her problems on Ryan, and she always has.
2: Oh, and poor Ryan. He's so poor Ryan. He's also very pathetic in this moment. <laughs> like, Ryan, honey. I hate
1: seeing him spiral. Like, let it, it go.
2: Let it go.
0: What news?
1: Disintegration. Indoctrination. Everything just as we've planned.
0: Good work. That brings us to our final thoughts of the episode. So Chloe tries once again to reconcile with Patsy, but Patsy admits that she likes the way things are and parrots Trudy's words back to Chloe about how the Chosen aren't necessarily bad. Please, Trudy, let Patsy look after Brady while she goes to a meeting with the Guardian, where it's revealed that he still has the real Brady hostage. Sia, panel, what did you make of the revelation that Brady has being held hostage and that Trudy has been everything in order under his orders it explains so much
1: well that well the first time I watched it I was pretty surprised to be honest because I hadn't really noticed like I thought that she was just being weird about Brady because of you know like she was just weird now right like I knew mm-hmm. I didn't think that that wasn't Brady until that moment and then I was like oh oh it all makes sense now you know
2: I love the reveal because, um, you know, how regardless of how much you are following along, you know, you, you realize by this point that Trudy's with the Chosen, but you may mm-hmm. not know why Trudy's with her, you know, you yeah. may not be able to understand mm-hmm. how to get her to agree with their ways what did they do to her you know and um she's acting so crazy and mean and evil what did why is she going along with the chosen so i do think this is a really just oh they have her yeah (laughs) Yeah. like if you ever needed a reason for someone to do something horrible this is probably one of the strongest reasons a character has ever been given in the show to do something horrible yes like I don't need anything else explained to me. I'm like, oh, they have her daughter. Okay, oh, hey, yeah. I get it. I get yeah. all of it yep. now. Yep, That's all the motivation she needs. Now, granted, there are plenty of people who forget that. But, you know, for those of us who are actually paying attention, that's enough motivation. Like, yeah, they have oh, her yeah. daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I and mean, It's not like they do, they're they not just spying on her. They didn't just send her back to the mall freely with right. her kid. He's holding the baby hostage. Proof that there's if Trudy doesn't succeed in whatever he sent her to do you know it really amplifies why she keeps losing it losing control why okay. her mood swings are all over the yeah. place there's this pressure of knowing like one she can't see her kid whenever she wants to. She can't be with her baby whenever she wants to. She has to sneak away for these small moments. And then she, knowing that if she messes up, if the guardian gets wind that she's messed up or hasn't succeeded, he yeah. can just take Brady and disappear. And disappear. Yeah. She could never see her again. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a scary part because that's why she can't,
3: she can't ask
2: anyone for help. Right. It's like you can't trust these mall rats to help you get your daughter back. They've already failed twice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I actually, I remember reading a comment years ago, like, why didn't Trudy immediately tell the Marats what was happening, that the Guardian was holding Brady hostage? And I'm like, did you not pay attention in the first half of season two? Mm. <laughs> like Right. She has no reason to give think they'd even give a crap that the Guardian has Brady because they Mm -hmm. didn't before. And they didn't save she and Brady anyway. So I wouldn't tell these idiots either. I'd be like, I'm on my own. (laughs) I just saved my daughter by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it it it's a great reveal. I also love just the fact that we see for ourselves that she is meeting with the guardian the chosen are somewhere in the city Mm -hmm. you know because she didn't have to go very far and uh, yeah it answers all those just weird quirky moments of flipping out about the baby and all these mood swings yes exactly and you're just like oh this girl is under massive pressure and her relief like when when he puts Brady in her arms and Mm -hmm. she just breaks down and you're like I get it I do burn him Trudy do what you gotta do Brady's worth it (laughs) <laughs> uh, can someone get Chloe some salve for that burn? Oh, Damn, Chloe. Patsy. Oh, gosh, that was cold blooded. <laughs> I believe she said that to her. Oh, my word. No, I mean, that's sad because I don't miss it at all. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, my god! She's such a I'm, brat. She's I'm such so a sorry. Brat. Chloe.
1: I don't like Patsy.
2: Chloe was actually trying to take a moment to not discuss Trudy. Just yeah. Get to the heart of it. I miss you as my friend. Even to the point where she's, she's like, I don't even care if we see things differently. You know, if you want to spend time with her all the time and I'm scared of her, that's fine. I just, I miss you. I miss you, my friend. And for that friend to be like, yeah, I don't miss you. Like, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I actually feel sorry
1: for you. Oh,
2: oh. Like, well, Princess Patsy has arrived.
1: <laughs> and that's and that's the thing, and that's why I, I I I've never really cared for Patsy or her relationship with Chloe because I never really felt like it was genuine. I felt like Patsy just needed someone there, you know what I mean? And Chloe always got the brunt of her her mood swings.
2: To be fair to Patsy, I know you hate that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Patsy, she is a child being manipulated by an older person that she trusts, an older I person know. who makes her feel safer than Chloe did you know who makes her that attention makes her feel special and makes her feel privileged to have it um I know I I know Patsy's not the. I didn't I I have burned some of my good friends because an older friend was giving me attention and it took me ages to realize that that older friend wasn't an actual friend to me and then I had abandoned a true friend for that special attention I actually have And I was older than Patsy when I did it And it took me ages to realize Oh my gosh, my old friends were right About this other person I was just blinded by their influence And being younger And flattered by their attentions And I just blew off the people Who genuinely cared about me And had stuck with me through everything So that's just to be fair to Patsy She's still being a total brat And (laughs) Chloe should push her down some stairs (laughs) Go
1: for it, Chloe. Take <laughs> her hair. <laughs> I wouldn't tell. Snake. No to t- t- tiara. You snatch that tiara right off of her head. Take the tiara. Take it.
2: Creepy hearing her parrot Trudy's words back to her. Oh,
1: it's so bad.
2: But this is another part, this is where another part of the writing in this episode that makes me feel like I'm being gaslit by the writers. Cause so much of this episode feels like they forgot I've seen other episodes. <laughs> by the way, some of the characters are written. Like I didn't just watch another episode. And this is one of those where I feel like they are a little inconsistent about how much Patsy knows and understands yeah. of what's supposed to be. Con- like in one episode, it's like it's implied Trudy's telling her everything about The Chosen. And then in this episode, Patsy's asking questions about the Chosen, like she and Trudy haven't already talked about it, and it's a little inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, what exactly has she told her about the Chosen? Because when they enough to not feel like kidnapping is bad, right? Because Patsy seems a little in and out as to what she knows and what she doesn't, and, and I don't know.
1: She seems fully indoctrinated at this point. I don't care. She's she's full on.
2: Trudy, you shouldn't be so proud that you indoctrinated Patsy. She's not the- That's not a lot of words. She's not the brightest crayon in the box, Trudy. It's not really a success story. She would have got Chloe.
1: Exactly. (laughs) That's the true, you know. I mean,
2: she's a little too proud of herself for winning over Patsy is all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. She couldn't have even one over Bob. Let's just,
1: you know No, Bob would Bob would know. Bob would have know. known from the very beginning that Brady was not Brady and that Trudy mm-hmm. was insane. Sorry. Yeah. Not insane, but that she was yeah. not who she should be. Different. Different, yes. He would have known. Cloudy, oh. what are you doing?
2: Trudy would like getting Patsy's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's <laughs> 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 not a sport.
3: With a net. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, Cloudy had no chance to smell the real Brady before the real Brady got taken. I'm aware that's true, and didn't know Trudy either. But even,
2: even Cloudy knew something was off about you.
1: I mean, yeah, but Bob would have known. He would have saved everyone.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though I I know the things that Trudy are doing is doing is are wrong, you know, and. Um, If I didn't hate the Mallrats so much, I'd feel terrible that this is happening to them. I just, in that moment, seeing her with her baby, Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh. Jaffa, of course you wouldn't send that baby back with her. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because up until then, I wondered, you know, like, how did she go with the kid? You know, I didn't realize that the baby was not Brady.
2: It adds a nice complexity because they could have easily just gone with, oh, they managed to brainwash her, so she's yeah happily going yeah. along with it. And they decided, yeah. no, it's more complex than that. Jaffa mm-hmm. is smarter than that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all just a test for Trudy, and that's why she's yeah. so unhinged. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great moment. It's a great moment.
3: It is. It's
1: a good any,
2: any mother would be. Yeah. Yeah, I would burn the mole rats to the ground for my kids, Mm -hmm. are you kidding? Oh
1: my gosh, yes. I'd be like, you want me to go blow it up? Okay.
2: Absolutely. I got you. I might save the dog. Yeah, I'd probably save the dog dog and
1: the pig, you know?
2: Yeah, but everyone else, I might yell fire, just give a warning. uh,
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'll blow this place exactly, I will bring it to the ground.
0: That's my baby. Mm -hmm. So that brings series 2 episode 43 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, do send us message on our Facebook page or on our website, uk. So we'll see you next time for episode 44. Until then, Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. bye.